Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, we come to you this morning in and through your word. We ask, Lord, that by your spirit you would move in our hearts, that you would speak to us tenderly and gently through this story of Isaac. We ask that our hearts uh, would be set free in you to love and serve and trust and obey you in the person of your son, Jesus Christ. All this we ask in his name. Amen. Please be seated. I want to invite everyone to do something. I want to invite you to close your eyes and think about your dad or a father figure in your life. Can you remember a significant time where your dad or that father figure spoke to you? What is the memory that comes to mind? What did he say? Focus on his voice. How did it sound? How did you feel? How did you respond? Okay, open your eyes. Most of you know that my dad passed away last year in April. For years, I had wondered about my dad's faith. I worried about my father. I prayed for his salvation. The last time I heard my dad's voice was exactly one month after he died. I heard his voice in a dream. In that dream, I was in a building doing something that I really can't remember. But then I heard him. My dad was calling me. Brian, he called. Suddenly I was lucid. I went outside of the building and I saw my dad. He was young and strong. He was so alive. Warm sunlight streamed down on his face. And in that moment, I I spoke to him. I said, Dad, are you okay? At first, he didn't understand what I was asking. His eyes lit up, and he told me, Yes, I'm okay. I've been flying. If you knew my dad, one of the favorite things that, of his life was, was to fly. He was a pilot in the Air Force. And then he told me with a smile, I'm pulling more G's than I ever did in the Air Force. I spoke to him again, though. I said, no, Dad, 
Are you okay? Meaning, are you with the Lord? I could tell then by his facial expression that he understood what I was asking. And then I asked him again, I said, Dad, can you show me? He didn't speak again. But in my dream, he stepped back from me. And suddenly, his body was engulfed in the most amazing light. The light got so bright that I couldn't even see him anymore. I could just see the light. And then, I woke up. God gave me a precious gift that night. The gift of getting to hear my dad's voice one more time and the assurance that my dad was okay, that my dad was with him. As I reflected on today's part of the story of God, I was struck by the power of the voice of my father in my life. It was a voice that taught me, coached me, corrected me, and forgave me. It was a voice that made promises to me, comforted me, blessed me, and affirmed me. It is a voice that laughed with me, told stories to me, and sang to me. It is no wonder that that voice affected me even in the midst of a dream. It is a voice that I can't help but respond to. And one I will miss hearing for the rest of this life. Have you experienced the love of a father or a father figure in your life? You know the power of his voice, don't you? In today's narrative, we see Abraham respond to the power of the voice of his heavenly father. Before we continue, let's review the story. Beginning now with Abraham. It's up on the screens. Let's read it together. God chooses Abraham to father a people to represent himself to the world. Then, through Isaac, God tests Abraham's faith and provides in his obedience. Last week we looked at the first three episodes of Abraham's journey of faith. In them, Abraham learned to hear and obey the voice of his heavenly father. Time and again, he found out God is faithful and that he could trust God for his provision and his protection. And over three decades of his life, he increasingly grew in the ability to rest in the assurance that God would fulfill his promises to him. Through his words, his actions, His grace, God developed Abraham's faith. This is where we pick up the story of God this morning 
with the story of Isaac. It's through Isaac that God tests Abraham's faith and provides in his obedience. Episode four. We find Abraham sitting outside of his tent in the heat of the day. He's now 99 years old. His wife, Sarah, is about 10 years younger. Suddenly, Abraham is approached by three men. Abraham sees that these are no ordinary guests. He runs out to them. He prostrates himself before them, and he invites them to come in and enjoy his hospitality. And then as they are eating, Abraham hears a familiar voice from one of his guests. It's the voice of God himself. God tells Abraham that the time of promise has finally come. Within the year, Sarah shall give birth to a son. And once again, God proves his faithfulness to Abraham. Sarah conceives And nearly a year later, she gives birth to a son. A son they name Isaac. Episode 5. Time passes. Years go by. Isaac has now grown into a boy. And Abraham again hears the voice of his heavenly father. God has decided to test Abraham. Abraham, God says. Here am I, Lord. Abraham immediately responds. Take Isaac, the son that you dearly love. Take him up into the mountains and sacrifice him to me as a burnt offering. The next morning, Abraham gets up early. He saddles his donkey with the provisions they will need for the journey and for the sacrifice. Food, water, chopped wood, and a knife. He takes Isaac and two servants with him. After journeying for three days, they see the mountain. Abraham stops and tells his servant, stay here. Isaac and I will go up onto that mountain. We'll be right back. Abraham takes the wood from the donkey and he places it on the shoulders of his son. He carries the torch and the knife. But before they get going, Isaac asks his father, Dad, I see the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb that we are going to offer as a sacrifice? Abraham replies, God himself will provide the lamb, my son. Let's go. 
When they arrive at the top of the mountain, Abraham and Isaac build an altar and they place the wood upon it. Then Abraham ties up Isaac and lays him over the wood. Taking the knife, he raises his arm and prepares to strike and kill his son. that moment, the shout of the angel of the Lord rings out, Abraham, Abraham, here am I, Lord, Abraham said. Put down the knife. Don't hurt Isaac. It couldn't be more clear that you love me and trust me above everything else. You didn't even hesitate to give me your son the one thing in the world that you love most. Abraham looked up, and there with its horns caught in a thicket was a ram. Abraham untied his son, he took the ram, and he offered the ram up as a whole burnt offering to God in place of his son Isaac. And on that day, Abraham named the place at the top of the mountain, the Lord will provide. The Lord then called out to Abraham a second time. Because you didn't refuse to give me your one and only son who you love, I will bless you greatly, Abraham. You will have countless descendants after you. They will be like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. No enemy will ever be able to stand against your family. And every family on the entire earth will be blessed through your family, Abraham. All because you heard my voice and you obeyed. Then... Just as Abraham had said they would, Isaac and Abraham returned to the servants at the bottom of the mountain and began their journey home together. This is the part of the story of God we call Isaac. What is faith? And how do we have it? Today our ears hear this story, especially episode five. And we want to ask why. Why, God, did you put Abraham through this? How, God, could you do this to him? We ask these questions because we've asked God these very same questions ourselves, haven't we? They're questions I have asked. When I was 18 and I discovered that my mom and my stepdad were heading to divorce, they were the first questions in my heart. Why, God? How could you let this happen? Why are you putting me through this? 
years later when Lindsay and I lost our first child to miscarriage. I asked them again, why, God? How could you, God? But Abraham doesn't ask why. Instead, in the midst of probably the most distressing situation of his entire life, Abraham hears the voice of God speaking to him, and he immediately obeys. How is that possible? How could Abraham have that much faith? Think back to the voice of your father or that father figure in your life. When he calls to you, there is something in you that wants to trust what he is saying and do whatever he asks you to do, isn't there? We learn to heed the voice of our father because it has usually been associated with what is best for us. When we were little and we heard our dad's command to get out of the street, we ran out of the street. We didn't look around for the car first. The voice of our father or that father figure kept us safe. When we grew older and he spoke into a big decision that was ahead of us, we listened because we knew that more than anything else, he wanted what was the very best for us. I believe that Abraham was able to respond to this test from God in the way that he did because he had come to know God as Father. See, over the years, God had called him, named him, been with him, instructed him, listened to him, protected him, provided for him, forgave him, obligated himself to him, and been faithful to him over and over again, time after time, year after year. God fathered Abraham. And as he did, Abraham's faith in God grew. He came to trust God implicitly. By the time of this test, Abraham had matured to a place in his relationship with God where he obeyed God reflexively. Because Abraham knew the voice of his heavenly father, he knows without a doubt that the voice commanding him to sacrifice his son is God's. And his instinctive response to that voice is trust. Abraham doesn't allow this experience to change everything that he has come to know about God over the past three decades. Instead, Abraham interprets this experience in light of who he knows God to be. As the letter to the Hebrews tells us, Abraham sets out on this journey believing that Isaac would not be lost to him. 
Abraham believed that God would raise Isaac from the dead. Remember what he told his servants as they left? We'll be back. Abraham didn't know that Isaac's sacrifice wouldn't be required. But he was sure, by faith, that God would preserve the life of his son and make good on all of his promises to him through his son Isaac. He was sure because he knew God was righteous. He was sure because he knew God was faithful. He was sure because he knew God as his good and loving and perfect father. I don't yet have the faith that Abraham had. I want it. But in my heart, I know I'm not there yet. See, too often when the time of trial comes in my life, when my faith is tested, my reflexive response is not the one of Abraham. Too often I am quick to forget all of the past times that God has been faithful to me over the course of my life. Too often, my heart sets itself on the blessings of God in my life over and above God himself. I want my heart to respond with what my head already knows. That God tests my faith to prove what is in me and to show me how far he has brought me through our relationship with one another. That the times of testing he allows in my life should be considered a joy and not a cause for dread. Where are you in your faith? What does God's voice in your life sound like? Is it the voice of a good and loving father? Is it a voice that you trust or one that you question? Is it a voice that you obey even when you don't understand? God's story in the life of Abraham reveals to me that I still need more of the heart that God gave to Abraham. I want to hear God's voice and always respond, Here am I, Lord. I want the knee-jerk response of my heart to be trust and never doubt. I want the first words that come out of my mouth when I hear him speak to me to be say, Yes, Lord, your will be done. The amazing thing about God is that he never condemns us, though, for coming to him with our questions. He loves us through the many whys of our lives. He is gracious 
And he promises to preserve us through these seasons of our life that the psalmist refers to as being refined like silver. But I want more of the heart that trusts in him as my father. That doesn't need to ask why. Because I know more than anything that he is good. And that he's doing whatever it is out of love for me and for everyone else in the situation that I find myself in. And that is why this story is such good news for all of us here this morning. It's good news because there's much in this part of God's story that we call Isaac that points us to the love of our Father in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, Isaac foreshadows Jesus. Isaac's birth was humanly impossible. So was Jesus's. Nearly 2,000 years later, he would be born to a young virgin named Mary. Isaac was the son promised by God to Abraham. And Jesus was the son of God promised by God to be the savior of the world. Abraham's sacrifice points us to the perfect sacrifice that Jesus would make for the sins of the entire world on the cross. Isaac carried the wood upon which he would be sacrificed. Jesus carried the cross to Golgotha where he would be crucified. God graciously provided Abraham with a substitute so that he wouldn't have to sacrifice his son. And God provides Jesus as the sacrificial, substitutionary lamb of God so that no one that believes in him would have to die in their sin. This morning, through the story of Abraham's faith, our good and loving Heavenly Father is calling us to greater faith in Him. A greater trust and obedience in Him through the good news of His Son. Our just Father wants us to acknowledge the ways that we have fallen short and sinned against him. Our merciful Father wants us to trust in his Son and his sacrifice for us. He doesn't want us to put ourselves on the cross. He has already substituted his Son in our place. Our gracious Father wants us to be assured of his love in Christ. Knowing that we have been justified by grace and made righteous before him. Our generous Father wants us to receive his forgiving, redeeming, purifying love by his spirit and through his son. And our good and loving Father wants us to walk with him all the days of our life, embracing the freedom that we now have to obey him and knowing the joy of desiring him above anything 
and everything else in the world. This was the faith of Abraham. This is the faith that we are invited to walk in by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear the voice this morning of your good, good Father calling to you to respond to him with trust and obedience, to respond to him with faith. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to the table of your Son today, help us to hear your good and perfect and loving voice speaking tenderly to us. If there is something that keeps us from hearing you, Father, please graciously remove that obstacle and give us ears to hear your voice. Help us to see all the ways in our own stories that you have fathered us. Remind us how you have been with us, spoken to us, provided for us, and protected us even through the midst of those times that were most difficult, where our faith in you was most severely tested. Just as you did with Abraham, Lord, grow our hearts with faith in you. By your spirit, help us to trust you and surrender to you completely. Give us eyes to see anything in our hearts that we have been holding above you and the strength and courage to offer that up to you right now. Thank you, Lord, that you are our Heavenly Father, a Father that wants us to hear you, to trust you, and obey you for our good and your glory. All this we pray to you in the name of your Son and through your Holy Spirit. Amen.